Alright. Hey. We did it. We counted to three. We did it. <laughs> oh, my peaks look good. Oh, yeah. Congratulations to us for getting our mics right on the first try. On the first <laughs> try? That never happens. Absolutely not. Except for the fact that my mic keeps falling. How's your day going? It's this is also the first time we haven't talked for like 45 minutes before we started recording. I know. That's because I texted you and I was like, don't talk to me. Right. I have nothing to say. I texted you everything. Like, oh, I, I feel like I've, over the last week, we could publish a book with how much I have texted We did you. really good texting this week. We did great. Yeah, we did. I was an awful mom for Easter because I got <laughs> Storm. So his little Easter basket had, you know, it had like peeps, Reese Pieces in the shape of carrot type thing. Um, and then it had, like, chocolate dinosaurs hatching out of eggs. But then his toys were, like, a science experiment for the bathtub. <laughs> That's <laughs> fun for them, okay. though. Yeah, it is fun for them, except when Rupert's brother gets a lot of, like, the little trinket novelty oh, toys. Oh, yeah. That had a yo-yo in it. And all of the things that I got Storm were specifically for, like, bath time. Because I noticed he needed more bath time activities. Yeah. And so he couldn't play with any You're nicer than I am. My kids did not get any toys. <laughs> <laughs> I just give them, like, candy. Not even a ton of that. I don't get them. I didn't get them any Easter baskets. Mm. They just get, like, the buckets and do the Easter egg hunt. That's still fun. I don't have the time, dude. Like, we have so many toys. And they already get so much candy from everyone, including mm-hmm. us. Like, no thank you. I'm yeah. done. You want to talk about a movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me take, like, a... Go for it. Get big, big old gold in there. This is, like, better than when I order it, so I don't know what you did. Uh, Probably the wrong thing, so I'm sorry if I kill you. I said all the things you said. Yeah. You did almond milk, one and a half pumps of mocha. Yeah, you did good. It just tastes like like actual chocolate. Normally when I order, it's like, there's a little bit of chocolate. Maybe she still just threw you an extra pump in there. Well, good for her. All right. I watched your movie. You did? Oh my god, yeah. I was gonna ask because I was like, it looks like a thriller movie, but it's really not a thriller. No, no, no. I, I really am gonna like. I really am gonna watch the movies like as much as possible. Let's talk about movie. Do you want just want me to just jump into it? Uh, sure. If you want to. You can do that. I like had all these intrusive thoughts on the way over that I was like, oh, I definitely should open with this. Don't. Don't script us. No, I wasn't going to script it. I wasn't going to script it. I was just like, ha, that's actually pretty funny. And it would be even (laughs) funnier if I said it without giving Sabrina any foreshadowing or, like, foresight to me saying this. It was more reactionary than script. Oh, okay. That's fair. I guess, you know, like, one of those impromptu comedians also have, like, a prompt. Yeah. Prompt. Prompt. Okay, listen, I watched your movie. <laughs> That's what I wanted to tell you. I watched your movie. I really liked it. You did? Also, my sister, who is like a very faithful listener of our podcast, which I very much appreciate. Thanks, Ray. She texted me the other day and was asking me if we were going to cover your movie, which I was about to say the title Yay! of, but you haven't even said the title of your movie yet, so. I'm so excited. Ray, please uh, message me and tell me all the good things about everything I say and, like, just compliment me every second. Just only feed me compliments. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I tell her every time we talk about the podcast. I'm like, hey, can you please just keep saying really nice things to me? <laughs> okay, well, okay, so it's not fair that Elizabeth gets all the compliments, too. You gotta, like, spread the love. And, yeah, fair. Um, my anxiety needs it too. Also, so. Deborah was very excited about her name drop in last week's episode. So, oh, 
We'll just give her a like little shout out streak. Okay, because I almost cut that part too. Mm-hmm. So. Well, thank you, Deborah. Yeah. All right. Tell us about your movie. What oh, movie are you okay, doing? Okay, so this week we're going to talk about The Good Nurse. Um, some trigger warnings. Oh. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Audience. Family members, really. We're going to do a new thing with our trigger warnings. I'm about to say them here, but I'm also going to post them on the very, or say them at the very beginning of the episode. And you let me know. We'll do a poll. I can, I can make a little Spotify poll. Oh, yeah. And you guys just let us know if you, like, prefer having them right at the top before you even start the episode. Because, obviously, sometimes we get a little talkative. And I'm afraid that we might say something that is triggering for someone without even realizing it before giving a warning. Yes. We try to be as aware as possible, but we're also still very uh oblivious we're just the same time it's okay we share a couple brain cells among each other and, and half the time Zelda has it so <laughs> uh, so anyway and then when Margo yeah. gets here there's gonna be no brain cells left basically for us. so yeah just let us know what you think uh about the trigger warning situation we'll put yeah. a little poll and... nicely well actually I won't no, give you the you option can be to be mean if you want to I wasn't gonna give but, the option no it's fine be mean if you want to if you have to uh but just tune in next week when we cry <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> So that brings us back to trigger warnings. Yeah. <laughs> trigger warnings for not the movie, but for what I'm going to talk about. There's going to be talks about spousal abuse, homicide, animal abuse, uh, suicide. And I'm going to go, the details aren't really as like gross as they would normally be for the movies I cover or like to watch in general. Um, but I will say like detailed descriptions about the homicides uh what's your movie because <laughs> <laughs> maybe i watched the wrong one uh today we're gonna talk about the good nurse okay watch the right movie. yeah you watched the right movie that's what i was saying it's not like we're gonna talk about the details of the homicide like technically yeah. it's a homicide but like they're okay. not like, like like gruesome bloody right yeah it's not what you would normally expect to hear from me when i say homicide yeah so, The Good Nurse was released on October 19th in 2022. That's my anniversary. No, it's not. October 19th. Is it? Yeah, October 19th. Yeah, bro, that's my anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. That's gross. I do love you and Matt, We have a though. cutting board that someone got for us for our wedding anniversary, like a wedding gift, but it, they the person who they commissioned it from put the wrong date, so it says November 19th. <laughs> and I was going to say, like, even if you had said November 19th, which I thought you said at first... Still applies. Still clean. We have two. We have two. We also have a cutting board thing. I think uh, the time that we got married, that was kind of like the blanket gift you got. Like the monogrammed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm wearing my original wedding ring today. Are you? Not my engagement ring, but just my wedding ring. That is cute, though. Thanks. I'm not, because mine's too big and it falls off, (laughs) which is opposite of what's supposed to happen during pregnancy. Yeah, no kidding. I couldn't wear mine at all after I was pregnant with Sylvia. <laughs> well, like, while I was pregnant with her. So this movie stars Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne? Um, he's the guy who's on the lead of, um, uh, I almost said Beautiful Creatures. That's wrong. It's the spit. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I hate myself. The, this Harry Potter thing? Yeah, magical creatures or something. Oh my gosh. Now that you can't think of it, I also can't think of it. I like, I thoroughly hate myself right now. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay, I knew the Beast and Where to Find Them, and I was just trying to think of what the first word was. <laughs> yeah, it's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I can't believe that just happened. Harry Potter. I went and took Teddy on his field trip today. And, like, did not get the message that everyone was supposed to be wearing Harry Potter shirts because, like, three of the moms had Harry Potter shirts on. Like, some version of a Harry Potter That's shirt. That's funny. And I was like, damn. And I wore my Naruto. 
<laughs> Wrong crowd. I um, wore a Harry Potter shirt yesterday and then wore it to bed, so I woke up with a Harry Potter shirt. But I would argue that my shirt right now is very Slytherin-esque. Yeah, definitely so. Sore. Uh, Alex told me that he wants to be a Slytherin so bad. He is not a Slytherin. What would he be? Well, technically his Zodiac would put him as a Slytherin, but... Yeah, but my Zodiac definitely does not put me as a Slytherin. Yes, it does. Does it? Yes, it does. Mm, Slytherins are water signs. Are they? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought water signs are supposed to be nice, soothing, calming, like, watery people. Like, shh. Scorpio is also a water sign. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Well... I'm going to feel real dumb if I got that wrong. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like 99% sure. I'm not going to Google it because I'd rather just have people yell at me if I'm wrong. Okay. Eddie Rainman, Redman, Harry Potter, and then uh, Jessica Christian, which her face looks really familiar to me. I agree. But I have no idea who You know is. who she looked like at first was not even a lot, but just like, okay, full disclosure. I, like, never can just sit and watch a movie with my eyes on the screen unless I'm in a movie theater and... That's even questionable, as we learned. <laughs> but... You hide behind your head. Yeah. Um, but I, like, crochet while I, you know... Like, just something with my hands. Nothing mm-hmm. that, like... I'm still paying attention. But when I first glanced up, I thought it was that girl, Bryce, somebody or another, from Jurassic World. The okay, redhead. that's who... Yeah. Yeah, just at first glance. But then when I got a good look at her, I was like, oh, never mind. Because one thing about me is I can tell you everything about Jurassic World. <laughs> if you want... I could actually quote the whole movie for you right now. Um, if you do that, then I'm going to I'm gonna quote Goblet of Fire from start all to right, finish. All right, cool. So, so we will not be quoting anything. Continue. <laughs> I think we will lose all family members listening. <laughs> um, oh, no, to be fair to us, we have had like 36 things ooh, happening on our- Have we? Oh, like 26, 26 listeners total. Oh, when I checked yesterday, it was only like 13 still. I looked at the analytic thing. Oh, you did, like, the smart people thing. Yeah. I just look at whatever's so, on the front page, and I'm like, cool. A lot of family members. <laughs> <laughs> but well, maybe one or two not family members, so if that's you, hey. What's up? How are you a doing? a lot cooler than we uh, sound. I wonder if it's, like, Alex's friends here to make fun no of way. us. No way. He would never <laughs> in a million years show anyone this podcast. Oh, man. He's keeping his distance. Oh, yeah, because we're lame. Or no, what were we, cringy? Oh, so cringe. So cringe. Yeah. Um, wow, we are really... We're doing great. Continue. <laughs> this is why I said don't talk to me. We're not talking. <laughs> I'm not talking. This movie falls under crime, drama, and biography. Um, it's rated R for language, which I would like to also throw out that, like, it is a movie about murder. You don't actually see people dying. Like, the Wrong. most you see is, like, you know, like... Okay, well, you see dead people. Of people in the dying process, you just see, like, feet shaking through a doorway oh, type of thing. Oh, fair enough. You don't see, Yeah, like, I mean, and it's in a medical setting. If you've watched Grey's Anatomy, you've seen this. Well, not exactly, but you guys are saying. This is, like, like a, a darker version of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. And this is rated R for language. And you can only watch it on Netflix. It is a Netflix original. It has a 75% tomato meter score and a 76% audience score. This is my problem. I like dark movies. I hate slow movies. And this movie, to me, like, I really like when my adrenaline is just, like, up and maxed and high the entire movie. And then, like, little dips of calmness. This was, like, so calm, so slow. And I was, like, just murder something. Just kill someone already. Right. I was, like, just do something. Yeah. But um... any 
I'm just gonna say Eddie because I can never say his last name. Um, did like a really good job of switching oh, he's so from yeah. He did a really good job from switching to like, oh, I'm just like a normal nurse to like, I'm gonna fuck shit up facial expressions, and I really appreciated that a lot. I did not expect that from him. No, the acting was definitely good. I also agree it was pretty slow. I have heard the story very like. I've heard a podcast covering this guy before. I don't know what podcast, so I don't know. Like This was so long ago mm-hmm. to the point where I don't even remember details. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I was just like, oh, this feels so vaguely familiar. What do I know about this? And then it was, like, taking everything in me not to, like, look it up. Well, I also feel like, you know, a lot of things have used this trope as, you know, like American Horror Story did something similar to this and... There's just been a lot of, like, shows and movies that have used this general idea as their plot. And this is the first one that I've seen. And that was actually based on, like, an actual story. So I don't know if all those, because this happened, you know, early 90s. I don't know if all those were just based off of it or if it was, like, a trope beforehand. You know what I mean? This movie, I would, I'm also going to be talking a lot about, like, suicide. And this movie is about Amy, a compassionate nurse, and a single mother struggling with a life-threatening heart condition. Um, She is stretched to her physical and emotional limits by the hard and demanding night shifts at ICU. But But help arrives when Charlie, a thoughtful and empathetic fellow nurse, starts out her unit. While sharing long nights at the hospital, the two develop a strong and devoted friendship. And for the first time in years, Amy truly has faith in her and her young daughter's future. But after a series of mysterious patient deaths set off an investigation that points to Charlie as the suspect, (laughs) Amy is forced to risk her life and the safety of her children to uncover the truth. And so for my notes today, most of it comes from Murderpedia. They had a really good synopsis of like a bunch of sources on there. If I had any questions because Murderpedia did not give me what I wanted, then I would like search, but primarily... All of my source information is from Murderpedia. Today's Maybe the Good Nurse um, is about an American serial killer named Charles Charles Cohen. And for the rest of the show episode, I'm just going to say Charles because if I say Cohen, I'm just going to think Twilight the entire time. And it's going to really throw me off. Were you team Jacob or team Cohen? I was definitely, I think I was definitely team. Like when you were a kid. Yeah. I was team Edward. For sure. Just because Dark Moody Vampire. Okay, so when I was a kid, I was Team Jacob. But as an adult, I think I would be more Team Edward. But also Team Fuck Both of Them, because they're actually, like, really incredibly toxic. But if we were just being casual about it. Well, if I had to pick now, then I would would definitely be Team Jacob. Because I just feel like, I don't know, she was free with Jacob, you know? But, I mean, she was also going okay, through like, a ton of stuff, so she, like... He's a nice boy, dude. Yeah. No, he's, like, one of those nice guys. It's just not it. But... <laughs> it's not, like... <laughs> I that's not what we like to see. I was being more superficial, like, physical. Oh, physical Edward, all the way. Hands down. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I think even still... I don't know. Eh... Mm. I still don't think that Edward Cullen guy is, like, very attractive, per se, but... Uh, Never mind. I guess I'm going to stick Team Jacob. I don't know what I like. I mean, I we all know I like dark, moody, tall, lanky. So. And I like tan boys. Little brown skin, like really nice and golden <laughs> with big brown eyes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Colin. Okay. So once I start kind of like telling his story, 
there's like literally no light at the end of the tunnel. There is no like positive thing that happens as soon as I start this. Would you have been friends with him? Charles Cullen? Yeah. No, I don't, I would, I mean, okay, so this is, if I had worked in the hospital with him without knowing he was a murderer, probably. Because he was described as like a, you know, friendly, lighthearted Interesting, because the movie way that he came across to me was like, oh, my life sucks. All these bad things happen to me. And like, not like, not like. I don't know. He had moments, obviously, but it just seemed like every time he was talking about something to her, it was like, oh, yeah, I can't believe that, like, yeah, I did all this, and then she took my kids, or like, oh, you would not believe, like... She said I was abusive to her Of course this is happening to me. Yeah. I fucking hate that shit. So, okay, so if we were going off of movie Charles, then I would have probably, especially if I was single, if I were... Definitely single and working in the hospital. Oh, you would have thought him. he was like hot. Oh, I would have. I know. And then if he was like moping and moaning, I would have been like, I can fix you. Yeah. Please let me. 100%. Help you. He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I fucking know. Which is so funny because I married like the most confident person who doesn't ever need any help at all, supposedly, but I still have him. But you know. Yeah. Very opposite of. Probably for the best, though. Probably. I like him. I would hate any of the other guys you dated if you married them. Yeah. I don't have a really good track record of people. Uh, Rupert was like... Uh, like, ditto, though. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Charles, colon, your boyfriend from another life. Yeah. Hopefully in the other life he isn't a serial killer, either. Um, oh, this is the first serial killer I've covered. Congratulations. Wow, I can't believe it's taking me this long. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, okay. But in perspective for everybody else, only three episodes. <laughs> Charles was born... Sorry. Did I tell you our ums in the shape of penises? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I said, okay, so, which is a thing that like I cut a lot for both of us. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to cut that. Oh, that's not a shape of a penis. Oh, did I tell you that's a shape of a penis? <laughs> It's like 5,000 thought processes I had in like one length of Charles. It's okay. We kept our tangents really close together. <laughs> so we can cut one of them. Yeah, we'll be good. I'm not saying colon. Charles was born on February 22nd, 1960 in West Orange, New Jersey. He was the youngest of eight children, which is just a lot of kids. Yeah, no kidding. He would later describe his childhood as miserable. And okay, this is where I just, it, we just start and we just don't stop. Let's get like gloomy. Two sentences in. Okay, so his first attempt of suicide when he was nine. Oh my god. Yeah, he was nine. Um, he tried drinking chemicals he took from a chemistry set. And this was the first attempt of the 20 attempts that he would have throughout uh. his life. In another attempt, he uh, took a pair of scissors and stabbed himself in the head. God. Yeah. So this episode is either going to be really short or really long, um, depending on how much we talk. Us? Talk? (laughs) So his mother ended up passing away in a car accident when he was only 17. His father passed away before he was born, so this made him, like, you know, legally an orphan. Um, In 1978, after his mother's death, Colin dropped out of high school and joined the Navy's submarine corps on the ballistic missile sub USS Woodrow Wilson. 
He eventually became a petty officer. I honestly don't know what any of these words mean. I don't know anything about military ranking, so if you have questions about that, please don't ask them. Um, okay. Unless you can answer them yourself. So he eventually became a petty officer. Sorry, that was hyper-aggressive. <laughs> no worries. I will just <laughs> shut up over here. Um, he eventually became a petty officer third class as part of the team of operated uh, the ship's Poseidon missiles. Poseidon missiles? Yeah, Poseidon. Okay, so that I had to look this intense. up. They are. They're really intense. So a Poseidon missile is a submarine-launched ballistic missile armed with a two-megaton thermonuclear warhead, which is the equivalent of 2,000 kilotons of TNT. Wow. Which I don't know what the TNT comparison is. That's a fuck ton of fuckery well, I don't TNT want anything to do with. on Looney Tunes fuck shit up. So. Yeah, it did. I'm just yeah, kidding. That was my only point of reference. I know nothing else. Yeah. I, yeah. All I know is uh, nuclear warhead is terrifying. Yeah, so. no I'm kidding. Especially on a submarine. Like, I guess if it were to, like, self-explode. Implode? Hmm? Implode? Ex- implode or what? explode? Did they explode? Just move on. <laughs> Either way, like, I guess, like, having it, you know, in the ocean would be the safest for everybody. Because, you know, yeah. contained. But, like, still, that's terrifying. So he and his team, like, were, like, serious business. Um, so he was on the submarine? He was on the ballistic team, so he wasn't just on the submarine that just happened to have them. He was, like, involved with the, the Poseidon missile. Oh, like Matt's grandpa did submarine, like, was on the submarines, too. Oh. I don't know anything else, so no like questions think- from you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like to think that he was probably, like, a little happy submarine guy. You know, like the cartoons, never engaged in any battle or anything. Mm, yeah. But honestly. He's writing a book, so we'll figure it out eventually. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is that the one in um, Georgia? Mm-hmm. Yes. I hope his grandma's help. We need all the sass. Um, so while he was on the sub, Charles continued to show signs of mental instability. He showed up to his shift in a green surgical gown, mask, and gloves that he had stolen from the ship's medical cabinet. And after that incident, he was transferred to the USS Canopus, which was just a supply ship. So he was removed from. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> but also, like, I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of foreshadowing as well. Like him dressing up in a surgical gown. and then Yeah. Being- but I mean, I feel like, hold on. I'm so sorry. One second. No. But besides the foreshadowing, I would just love to know what led up to that. Right. Event. Like. Something out like there had to have been more than just like that, right? Like what? Like what caused him to what? Like what caused him to snap? What caused him to have an episode? Because I feel like, um, when people have like severe mental illnesses, like something triggers it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're triggered into an instability, and then you kind of just like hang out there until something like triggers you out of it. Whether that be like medication therapy or you know whatever, what yeah. have you. Um, but, like, also, like, just being on a submarine could have just also triggered it. Tight quarters, same people. No, for sure. I crappy mean, food. Intense, yeah. Well, you don't know that the food was crappy. Well, I mean. I mean, you could imagine, but maybe. So maybe not on Matt's happy, because Grandpa's oh, I happy don't know. I'm sure that he hated the food. I'm, I'm just making <laughs> commentary. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it was good, at least. 
No, I, I've heard him talk about food from submarine stuff, and I can't imagine... I have no recollection of being like, mmm, sounds tasty. <laughs> so no, I'm sure it was disgusting. It was survivable, I guess. But, like, they, they just transferred him to another ship. They didn't, to my knowledge, try to get him any help or anything. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so after he was transferred... Um, he tried committing suicide seven more times in the six years before he eventually was discharged from the Navy in March of 1984. Was so, like... <clears throat> just normal discharge, or, like... Um, it just says discharged. Oh, because there's, like, honorable and dishonorable, and I just didn't know if there was, like... I mean, I think for, like, mental health stuff, it would be honorable discharge. Mm, potentially, yeah. I'm not sure, because I feel like you have to commit a crime or something to be dishonorably discharged. Yeah, I'm. Again, military yeah. questions. I can't answer. Them. Cool, me either. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, he it. Okay, cool. Six, discharged. Yeah, he was discharged, but like six years, seven times of committing suicide. Like he should have been discharged beforehand. He should have been, you know, given the opportunity when to get was mental this happening? health. This was happening. Like in um, the early nineties, eighties. This was eighties. Oh, yeah, they don't even know that mental health is a, like, that's not real for them. Okay, so this is an issue that I had the entire time when I was writing my notes. I kept getting pissed off and then having to, like, keep reminding myself of the dates. Yeah. But then it comes to a point in time, like, the story gets to a point in time where we're in, like, the early 2000s, and I'm like, no, no, you no, should have still, known better. But still, but still, because... Really? Think about our childhood. I guess like, that's true. it's just not, um... Yeah, people didn't take mental health very seriously for a really long time. That's true. So. I don't know. I just, I think people can do better. So I was going to be like off the entire time. 100%. I just. Yeah, no, that is fair. Especially our childhood. Oof. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after leaving the Navy, Charles decided to pursue nursing, which he sh- should have never been allowed to do. Well, I guess if he had, whatever, I have commentary that I don't need to say right now. See, this is me getting angry. <laughs> um, so he attended Mountainside School of Nursing in 1987 and got a nursing job at the Barnabas Medical Center in Livingston, New Jersey. Um, the same year, he also married Adrian Taub. Um, Taub? Taub. T-A-U-B. Taub. Oh, okay. Taub, yeah. Taub. Okay. Top. It's a weird, like... Tub in a weird way. Tom. Tom. <laughs> um, so the couple ended up having two daughters together. And even though Charles had seemed to, you know, get his life on track, like going to nursing school, having a family and stuff, his mental episodes um, still continued to happen and seemed to have worsened due to his drug and alcohol use. Mm. So not only does he have his normal everyday mental issues that are mental health issues that he's trying to deal with on a day-to-day basis. He's now adding drugs and alcohol. Uh, Presumably as a way to cope because he was not getting the correct treatment that he should be getting. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. That's unfortunately, like, the route a lot of people go to deal with their mental health. Well, even now, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a coping mechanism a lot of people still use, so... Um, and then on June 11th in 1988 uh, is the first day that Charles um, murdered somebody. Sorry, what day? On June 11th, 1988. 
is when he claimed his first victim. I don't know why. I did just read my notes. <laughs> I just reworded it for no reason. Um, his first victim was Judge John W. Yingo, senior, um, a judge. He was admitted to San Barnabas Medical Center with a rare and severe allergic skin reaction called Stevens-Johnson syndrome to a blood thinning drug. And Colin had administered a lethal dose of lidocaine into the judge's IV that caused his heart to stop. So what we see in the movie of him injecting drugs is how he like truly was killing was people. Was he in doing it in the stockroom like they said and it was just randomly given to someone or did he like specifically set out to kill that person? Um so it doesn't say Oh, gotcha. Um like specifically about that. Like it everything Cuz what was... I was thinking about is like okay, not a nurse or medical I have no medical background mm-hmm. whatsoever presently. And I'm just curious, like, when it came to the stockroom thing, like, I'm wondering, do, like, each floor or each, like, unit have their own IV bags? Okay, so, um, I'm going to answer, I'm also not a nurse or a doctor or anything in the hospital, but I did volunteer in the hospital for a long time and had to go into the stockrooms, and each unit has their own stockroom from at least at the hospital that I was in. Okay, cool. Cause I, I was just trying to think like, how do he, like, how are these going to like all the people in their unit? Like if they're whatever, anyway, it makes more sense that they yeah. all were on that, like for that floor or for that unit or whatever yeah. that they worked. And the stockroom that at least I went into was set up with like the IVs on an open shelf. So it didn't yeah. look as nice as the hospital, the movie one did, but they were just in like a bin yeah. With different types of, you know, okay. fluids and stuff. So it would have been, like, really easy to. Which you would think that after this incident that you would have changed that. Uh, I'm sure that they have done better, like, at other... Like, I'm sure... Just because they're sitting out doesn't mean that there's not procedures. Right. Like, that doesn't mean that they don't... Like, protocol is it that you check for leaks before... Yeah. You grab one, or... I'm sure... I am sure by now they have, like, updated the dispenser, especially just considering all the movies and shows who have said ways of getting around things. Like, (laughs) uh, what was that? Nurse Nurse Jackie? Was that a real thing? Nurse Jackie? Oh, no, I don't think it was was a TV show. But she also did something. I was thinking of this last night when I was watching the movie. She also had a way of getting around their little computer dispenser dispenser to get drugs. She was a drug addict. Oh. See, from what I saw while I was in there, they just kind of scanned, like, scanned into the computer, scanned the item. Yeah. Did some clicking. Anyway, you know what, guys? Guess what? I'm going to work in a hospital real soon. As soon as I get through these next hundred years of school. And I'll report back. <laughs> we'll, we'll do, like, a The Good Nurse 2.0. Yeah. And then you can point out, like, all the incorrect things. Or not, if they're all right. We'll see. Anyway, update coming in forever. So basically never. So a lot of school. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like, we're going to forget about it by the time (laughs) you get... (laughs) So, yeah, he did the lidocaine into the judge's IV bag. He later then admitted to um, killing 11 additional patients at St. Barnabas. Jesus. Yeah. So all of the... Okay, so Murderpedia mentions including an AIDS patient who died from an insulin overdose. And I was really annoyed because I was like, we can say judge blah, 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 
and full name. But oh, we yeah. can't say the AIDS patient in a full name. So I tried researching, like, who the AIDS patient was, you know, and, like, to include his name. Um, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Nor, so I don't, whatever. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. Yeah. But, you know, I also didn't look for the other 11 patients. But it just annoyed me that they were, like, judge blah, 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 11 people. And then also, like, this patient. But he also AIDS may not patient. have known the names of everybody. Yeah. I'm not saying that that condones them saying that. I'm just saying if his only recollection was, I don't know their name. I know one of the guys was being treated yeah. for AIDS. And, like, that could potentially just be where they're getting that. That's true. Monomer from. Fair. But hopefully that's all it is. And it's not. Yeah. I just, it's like, that's not fair. Because, um, you know, you want to honor as many victims as you can. For sure. But, sorry. All right. So, that's one hospital. Already yep. a lot of people. <laughs> so, the first hospital is 12 patients. And then, in January of 1992, the authorities began investigating who was responsible for the compromised IV bags. So, Charles quit. And he was able to get another job. So they realized at that hospital that the IVs were Yeah, so they, yeah, they realized that something was happening with the IV bags. Didn't know who started investigating. Charles was leaving anyways. Or had decided to leave at, like, the very beginning of the investigation. So Charles accepted a new position at the Warren Hospital in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, in 1992. And only a month later, which would lead me to believe that Maybe he wasn't a suspect at the time because I feel like if he were under any sort of investigation that we would have mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious, like, did you look up when that dispenser started? I did not look up when that dispenser started. Um, I I keep forgetting what it's called, but it's like right on the tip of my Praxis. Praxis. Okay, so I'm going to say this. I have it in my notes later. So at this time when Charles is hospital hopping, there was a national nurse shortage, and at the time, there was also no communication between hospitals. Mm-hmm. So even if he were being investigated, the hospital that he had switched to for his new job wouldn't have known. Back up. Say what you were saying again. There was a nursing so- shortage. Yeah, so at the time that he was doing all of these hoppings between the hospitals, there was a national um, nursing shortage. So they were having a really hard time getting nurse, like positions staffed anyways. And there was also zero communication between the hospitals. Gotcha. Which allowed him to be able to continue to hop hospitals, unfortunately. Yeah. Because um, all of the problems would have been solved. If they just communicated or did, like, a reference call or something. But I guess references weren't a thing at this time or something. Oh, I mean, I'm sure they were. But, I mean, if you're in a middle... I mean, they're kind of in a shortage right now. Yeah. And I think, like, if you're in this predicament where you really need staff, you do the normal thing. You know, you run them through a criminal background, whatever, nothing shows up. Or whatever the case is, whatever procedures they have, I don't think that they are taking the time. Because it's not competitive applicants. You're more or less using your... I don't know. I, you can, I just it's think, just they need the bodies in there. Yeah, and I just think, like, a hospital is going to, like, is a position that, like, really needs people. Yeah. So they're not going to just be like, oh, well, that person said they didn't really like them. Right. Or whatever. Especially during a shortage. Yeah, they're that just going to go with it. And if you have experience, perfect. And unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. In this case, yeah. Yeah. In just a regular human who doesn't kill people's case, 
wonderful. Yeah. That's true. So he moved over to Warren Hospital. During his time at Warren Hospital, he continues to murder. He murdered three elderly women by causing them to overdose on digoxin, um, which is a heart medication that they talked about in the movie. And the last of his victims at the Warren Hospital stated that a sneaky male nurse had injected her as she slept. But of course, her family members and other healthcare workers did not believe. Okay, so I was waiting for that to happen because that is like one of the pieces of information I do remember from when I listened to a podcast talking about this. Like, oh yeah, like I'm saying, this was probably two or three years ago when I listened to whatever episode this is that I'm referencing. I do specifically remember at least one person saying like that there was a nurse acting suspicious or something. Right. And. Yeah, so I was, like, waiting for that. I thought that was going to be what happened with that older lady at first. Yeah. Anyway. Well, also, like, well, I guess during a nursing sorority, it's, like, you're not really paying attention to your coworkers anyways. But, like, if it had been under normal circumstances, like, it would probably have been noticed quicker if he was acting suspicious and shady by other nurses. Yeah. But during a shortage. But, I mean, also, like, I'd have to say if if there, if a, a, a certain, like, the ICU, for example, where he worked was busy, like, you only have so many staff members yeah. per patient, so, like, the nurses aren't going to be, like, following up. Like, this is your patient, you know, you're supposed to, like... Handle it. Handle it, yeah. yeah. A year later, in January of 1993... Charles and Adrian file for a divorce. Adrian files two domestic violence complaints against Charles. According to the divorce papers, domestic violence. Charles was an alcoholic. She also states that Charles was an alcoholic who abused pets, which is one of the things they talked about in the movie. Oh, God. Yeah. He would place them into bowling bags and trash cans. This, like, (laughs) I'm so sorry. I forgot I said any of this. But he would place them into bowling bags and trash cans. He would um, pour lighter fluid into other people's drinks and um, even make prank calls to funeral homes the lighter fluid thing so I was at uh in high school I was at a party and like the girl that was hosting it her boyfriend just literally took gasoline and poured it into a red solo cup and then just like chugged it what yeah which is just like insane to me but apparently he was doing that to other people's drinks as well not the guy from the party but Charles was pouring lighter fluid into other people's drinks oh my god so after the divorce um, Colin Charles shared custody of his daughters and moved into a basement apartment on Schaefer Avenue in Phillipsburg. Charles in New Jersey? Yes. Okay. Charles says that he actually wanted to quit nursing in 1993, but the court ordered child support payments forced him to continue working, which just, like, is really sad. I mean, I understand that he killed a bunch of people, but if he knew that he couldn't mentally handle it or, like, wanted to stop killing people and was trying to get out... Of the environment, and then... I just wonder how true that is. I know. I think I'm just... I'm gonna... I don't know. I just feel bad. At this specific No, I, I think that this guy has had, like, a really hard life. I think he is mentally ill. However, I also think... Again, I... This is mostly coming from the movie, so that's not really fair. But it happens a lot with serial killers in general, like... I just feel like it's, like, a kind of situation where it's, like, no, I, if someone had stopped me, I would have. Oh, I guess that's uh, true, I, yeah. like, I didn't want to do this. I wanted to stop killing people. I didn't want to be a nurse anymore because I wanted to stop killing people. And it's, like, 
But you still are. But like, you still did. Yeah, and like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just part of me is wondering how much of this is him trying to like shift blame off of himself. Right. Of like, I couldn't, it's not my fault. Like, it's not my fault. I couldn't quit. I couldn't, I had to pay the child support. I had to do this. Like, yeah. it's not, it's just like shifting blame off it. of himself. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I just don't know if I 100% buy that. That's true. That's what's happening. I see that. But I also, I don't know. I'm like a bleeding heart person. I'm like, for sure. Everybody. But like, he could quit. Yeah. And get another job. Well, and okay. also, child support, unless something changed since, like, was different back then, child support is based on your income. That's what I was going to, yeah, that's in my notes now that, like, it, I do feel bad for him, but it also doesn't make sense because if you had gotten a lower income, like a lower paying job, you could have just you could gone just go back, back to the court. court. Yeah. Right. And, and then not it, that that's cheap, but in the long, like, grand scheme of things. Right. And, yeah. And then you could just, you know, whenever he found a higher paying job, he could just go back. But I'm Plus sure. you're killing people. So your moral, like, you're morally gray in the murder area, but I could not. Not pay child support. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Whatever. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. Continue. I didn't mean to shit all over your empathy. But no, like, that's fuck fine. This no, we got back on topic, though, because the child support thing was in my next bullet point. But yeah, no, I agree. Anyway, cool. Sorry for shitting on your empathy. <laughs> it's okay. I do have, like, a really high empathy score. So. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I always come along. I feel like our whole friendship is just even like... Oh, I really hate it for that person. I feel really bad. And me being like, no, fuck them. Well, like, I mean, that keeps me in check. Could you imagine how much trouble I would have gotten to growing <laughs> up if you were in, like, they don't deserve your time? And I want to, like, very much make it a point to say I do have empathy for people and their situations, but... Just different levels. Just on different level. Like, I think... I'm going to give a homeless person money for sure. For sure. I am a sucker for... Yeah, but yeah, I don't have empathy for people who have proven to me that they don't fucking deserve it. (laughs) Uh, So if you're murdering people, empathy for me personally has gone out the window. Yeah, that's fair. But he does have a lot of mental health issues. That if they were, oh, I think he, I think that that really sucks, and I think that (laughs) I hate that he didn't get help for it. No, all seriousness, I think. It really does suck. He had such a shitty childhood. Yeah, I really hate hearing about little baby Colin. And his little problems, but... Yeah, he's also a serial You're player. an adult at this point, and you're choosing to kill people. You're choosing not to get help. You know something's not okay with you. Yeah. I don't know. I can't force it. I can force empathy in a lot of situations, just not this one. That's fair. I guess not having empathy for a serial killer makes sense. I don't know. It's weird. I wonder if I would be one of those people, people who, like, who write. Ex- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Accidentally yeah. fell in love with a serial killer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like I would just, like, come over if it were just you and you were married. And I would say, oh, Sabrina, what are you doing? And you'd be, like, writing love letters to some serial killer. Probably. Who wrote you and told you about you like no i know the scenario i need ramen noodle money please help me yeah you stumble across like one of those like prison pen pal websites and you're like haha i'm just gonna read this for funsies (laughs) but then you end up feeling like you need to write every single person on there because they look sad in their pictures that's 100 percent exactly what would happen stay off of those websites i forgot these even they are great stop but don't look Oh, have just, you looked? Yes, of course I have. I am nosy as 
fuck. Yeah, I look. I look for sure. No, There's a TikTok going look. around for a while where this lady was, like, talking about this, like, hot dude in prison that she was trying to be pen pals with because he posted this thing asking for pen pals, and he was hot. And so she was like, am I about to be that person who writes, like, a person in prison and falls in love with them? Yes, I think I am. <laughs> but then anyway, he found someone else. He wasn't interested in her. Good for her. So. Well, I mean, that's good for her. I mean, probably bad for Your empathy doesn't know what to do. <laughs> no, I know. So much empathy happening for everyone. <laughs> I feel bad for everyone in this room. <laughs> Have you taken the empathy test? I am so bad at it. Okay. Here's my problem. <laughs> my empathy levels are not very there. Um, a lot of it is like forced empathy because it's like I have a very strong moral compass. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, mm, this situation is not good. So I do feel bad for them. Right? Yes. <laughs> Am I supposed to feel bad for them? No, I mean, I, I think that's like my like, <clears throat> I don't want to say I have like no empathy. My s- scores are not very high. But again... Moral compass, hi. I see someone struggling, and I know I can help in some way. Some people call it a God complex. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, obviously, like, I know the right thing to do would be to help. Right. It's not always stemming from, aw, that's bad and sad, you know? Yeah. So I'm not trying to make myself sound like an asshole, because I am not. Uh, but my empathy is, I feel bad for people I love when they're struggling. <laughs> yeah. And that's, like, kind of where it goes. So and that, that's kind of where it stops. And then yeah. the rest of it is, like, I don't know you, so I have no attachment to you. But I can look at the situation and determine, like, evaluate logically, what, yeah. whatever. Uh, I care a lot about people in general, overall. Now I feel like I'm just backtracking, but, like... <laughs> I care about the overall goodness of people and so their well-being. Rupert and I and, like, everybody, I guess other than you, have Rupert has forced everyone to take the empathy test. Um, and I think I, we both took it at your... Hold on, sorry. Um, yeah, I think we took it at your mom's house. Oh, probably. That one day for dinner. Probably. And I scored, I think it's, like, out of 70 or out of 80 or something like that. And I scored, like, a 65 or a 75. Yeah, I believe And then it. Rupert got, like, a 15 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember we all did, we did do that at dinner. <laughs> and I didn't get much higher than Rupert. I think Amy I got, got a little bit higher than him, though. That's really funny, though, because, like, all of my best friends, like, and Rupert, um, like, Amy got, I think, 17 out of 18 or something like that. You scored just above Rupert, too, and Rupert had, like, a 15, I think. Someone else... Max really... was pretty high. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, someone else that I'm really close with um, got a 20. I don't know who it was. And then I'm, like, 65 out of 70 yeah. or, like, 75 out of 80, whatever it is. Uh, um, so Rupert likes to joke around and be like, okay, your empathy is showing. Like, you have more than enough for everybody, and that's I why do. we're that's, all so low. That's why I um, attract all the low empathy people, because I'm like, let me share yeah. my empathy with you. Or let me, like... Make up for what you're like. I don't know. I just want everybody to be happy, everything be cool, good, healthy, whatever. <laughs> I care a lot about the overall person. That's serial killer so much. <laughs> okay, so in March of 1993, which was when I was born, 
Um, he started harassing a coworker. He broke into a home while she and her son slept and just left. <laughs> Which is really funny. Wait, he, so he broke in and then just left? Yeah, he broke in while they were sleeping and just left. Okay. So I don't know if he was just, like, creepy walking, like, watching them or, you know, I don't know. Not cool, though. And then he started calling her all the time and leaving messages. He began stalking her. And not just at work, but outside of work as well. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, an all-the-time thing. And she filed a complaint against him, but she filed a complaint against him. Um, and then he pleaded guilty to trespassing and was sentenced to a year of probation. The day after his arrest, though, he attempted suicide again. Yeah. Yeah. He then took two months off of work and was treated for depression in two separate psychiatric facilities. Which is good. Yeah. Didn't help any. And, well, especially, like, you know, being in, like, the 90s, you don't know, like, how, what the quality of, like, the mental health treatment facility was. No, for sure, but also, like, if he is resistant to treatment, then, like, what can they do? Right. Like, there's only so much you can do. Right. After leaving, after those two months and leaving the facilities, he attempted suicide two more times. So, clearly, like... Yeah. He didn't receive the treatment well, and it was not a good, not a good situation. So, and later in that year, in December of 1993, Charles left the Warren Hospital, and his next job was at the Hunter Medical Center in Rarity Township, New Jersey, and he worked in the hospital's ICU for three years. Charles claims that he did not murder anyone during his first two years at the Hunter Medical Center, which I call bullshit on this kind of solidifies why but the records had already been conveniently destroyed by the time he was arrested in 2003 gotcha yeah so we have no idea whether or not that's actually true he did have remit to murdering five more patients in the first nine months of 1996 causing overdoses using the deduction interesting because so did anything happen in those two years? Like, was anything... Do you know if anything was, like, going on with him, like, positive in those two years? Um, not that I could find. Because sometimes uh, serial killers, like, do stop killing for a little while, but normally it's because of, like, something... Positive. Yeah, like, something positive is happening, like... So it doesn't say that he was dating anybody at that time. Um, yeah. But also, I'm sure like, it's when... more likely he was killing people and it just is right. no record. I was just curious. Well, and apparently serial killers, like, they kill more when their life gets more chaotic. Yeah. That's kind um, of what I was getting at. Not so much that it's, like, 100% positive stuff, but if, like, things are going smoothly and he's having less of his episodes, right. then maybe that's plausible. But it's more likely that he would just there's no record right well i mean like historically speaking there hasn't been a two-year gap in his killings at all like yeah. he's just been consistently killing people so for there oh, to I'm be sure randomly that. a two-year gap like either when he was pleading guilty to all of these his lawyer knew or something personally was happening that we didn't know of and definitely wouldn't have been reported with all the other stuff that he was doing um i don't know that would be interesting to find out though hopefully he wasn't killing Less people dead, the better. For sure. We obviously don't share the same opinions as Charles. So in 1994, during his time at Hunter Medical Center, um, so this is the same medical center where he's claiming to not have killed people for the first two years, um, Charles officially became a licensed nurse in Pennsylvania, which is weird because I thought you had to be a licensed nurse to work in a hospital, or maybe like this was something that was allowed in the 90s, but like if you weren't licensed, I think now at least, it, I mean, I might be wrong, but... 
if you're not a licensed nurse, nurse, you can't do like anything related to IVs. Sorry, hold on. But he is an RN. Like he is licensed. So he so he is a nurse, but he wasn't licensed. Did he lost his license? No, it says he just got it. Like he just received his license. So he went through the education but didn't do like the state testing. Did so they start like requiring the testing after like later or something so now you have to have um when you apply for jobs and stuff it'll say like it'll ask for your license number and they even do it with like phlebotomy and cnas and stuff too so he never had a license interesting yeah and i mean at least now you can't do any iv work unless you're like an emt or something like that um without like a nursing license yeah i don't know that's weird yeah so i don't know if it was just like something they did they blacked on because of the shortage or if that was just something that's they funny. hadn't started requiring like yet either way it's weird yeah. um but he did like he had proof of education so he just didn't take the test to get licensed? i guess so yeah oh, okay or maybe the test was just introduced i'm not sure um, it was weird to me. i could have looked into it that would have been the smart thing to oh, do fine um, but yeah, I thought this that was really weird. This is a nursing podcast, so we're a military podcast. Or oh, military podcast. But what it is, is a Team Edward or Team Jacob podcast, <laughs> and listen to us talk about empathy. Yes. Podcast. And Starbucks, because that's the only reason why we survived these recordings. Exactly. So he then began working at the Morris Hospital in Morris, New Jersey. Oh yeah, this was, okay, so this was after he took the two months off. Um, he started working at the Morris Hospital. Is that right? That's wrong. I thought you were last talking about the hospital in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. No, New Jersey. Oh. Um. Okay, so... I think I just want to hear you say Pennsylvania. Probably. Oh my god, did my eyes literally... Oh, I think I just figured out what happened. He was a licensed... Okay, so up until this time, he was only in New Jersey. So he became... He was a licensed nurse in New Jersey, but you have to get new licenses, like, qualify for your license in other states as well. Interesting, because how do travel nurses do that? So in order to work as a nurse in all kinds of states, you need your ENLC. But if you just have your regular NLC... Then it seems like, or yeah, so if you have your ENLC, you can work anywhere without having to get a new license. Okay. And if they had an original NLC multi-state license, then they could be grandfathered into an ENLC. Sorry, I'm saying that slow because I don't want to get tongue-tied. So it seems like he probably just only had his NLC for the state of New Jersey. Right, and then he just got it in 1994. He got it in Pennsylvania. So then he got it for, yeah, okay. Okay. So we're there. We figured it out. We understand now. He began working at Morris Hospital in Morris, New Jersey. He was then fired in August 1997 for poor performance, and he was unemployed um, for six months and as a result stopped making child support payments. Oh, wow. So he cares... Not about child support after all. I guess all. so. Which is kind of interesting to me because I wonder if, like, poor performance is a cover. Like, yeah, 100%. They did an internal investigation. I believe that if he's getting fired from places, it's because these hospitals are figuring out that he is at the root of whatever's going on. And they're right. not going to report it. 
Because you have to cover your own ass. Yes. And, oh, okay. <laughs> I just have, like, controversial feelings about this. Or, like, conflicting feelings, but the controversial side tends to win out. Of, like, a hospital is a business. Right. right? Okay. So, <clears throat> on that end, they have to cover themselves. Watching the movie, part of me was, like, so pissed off that these hospitals were not helping the police. But then I started thinking about it more and guess what? If something's wrong with me and I know that this hospital down the road from me has people dying left and right and they have, like, some suspicious deaths happening that I, as a citizen, am aware of without even, like, stepping foot, in, like, without working in that hospital because they're working with the police and it's an investigation. Right. Um, I'm not going there. Like, I'm not going there. And then you so lose your So if this guy is, clients. like, getting reported and he's going to jail and he's doing whatever, then they lose patience. And the problem is it's not a, even from a, moving away from a business thing. It is a health risk. Yeah. If I'm having a heart attack, but I don't want to go to this hospital down the road for me and I'm going to drive in 30 minutes out of the way, I'm risking, like way more issues right ambulances aren't gonna come people aren't gonna call it's it's like what was happening with covid people were letting like because people were covid and murders are obviously not the same (laughs) okay but i'm just saying because the risk of covid 19 was so high going to a hospital for something that had nothing to do with covid yeah people just stopped all treatment people just stopped going and they were having these illnesses and these problems that they weren't addressing because they the risk of like the idea of getting COVID and dying was so much scarier than this like problem that ultimately also could kill them. Right. So from like, yeah, on a business side of things, you're like, no, we have to cover ourselves. But also like you have to, like, they're also having to consider more than just like what Walmart would have to consider. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. anyway, it's just tricky, tricky business. People's lives. Sorry that that's my tangent, but like <laughs> that was my whole hot thought process the whole time was like, I'm so angry at this hospital. Oh, wait, maybe I'm not as angry as I think I am. Uh, well, maybe so, I understand a little bit. So, like, isn't there, like, an oath or something? What is it, the Hippocratic Oath that you sign off on that, say, you put your patient's well-being in, in front of all things? You know, uh, yeah. but, like, at that point, they're breaking the Hippocratic Oath, which would also lose some licenses, I would assume. Uh, I think that, uh, okay, if I were a lawyer, I would argue against that because you are only in danger or the people who are being endangered are also the people who have not come to your hospital and will not come to your hospital any longer even though it is in a proximity that is closer and safer to them to for them to get to because of an isolated incident that you can deal with by just firing that employee yeah you do your internal investigation they find out who it is they fire him which is what they did do Ultimately, ultimately, seven weeks later, and of course, of course, of course. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. Ultimately, that's what happened. The like person is gone. That is no longer an issue there. Your other patients. It's very ugh, God. Now this is really going to make me sound like a dick. <laughs> uh, it's very unfortunate that people lost their lives, and I I agree a hundred percent that that like should have never happened, and it should have never happened. Like nine hospitals ago you know what I mean right. but like from the hospital perspective if I were their lawyer and someone said like oh your oath is to protect patients you have to consider your patients that are not the ones that were affected by that man right you fire him that problem is eradicated if it is a thing that becomes public knowledge 
you're losing patients and people in your like in the community that you're supposed to be helping and saving are too scared to come to your hospital anymore. Also, I was wrong. There's no direct punishment for breaking Hippocratic Oath, but you can file it as a malpractice. Yeah. Anyway. If you choose to go to a route. I don't know why I'm trying to go into the medical field. Clearly, I need to be a lawyer. <laughs> Lots of opinions. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've always told you you would be a good lawyer, though, so. Um, my mm. personal opinion. Well, too late now. I'm in too much debt going this direction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, in October of 1997, Charles went to Warren Hospital Emergency Room, which is one of his former places of employment, um, to get treated for his depression. He was then admitted to a psych facility, again, so this would be his third time. He was only there for a short period of time and left without any improvement to his mental health yet again. Yeah, sounds like he is not a participant. Right. Or they just don't know what to do with him. Or he's just not a participant. Or he's just not a participant. Yeah. I love you so much. Stop giving this man so much credit. He is not a willing participant. I just have so much sympathy for people with mental health issues. Oh, ditto. Like, I really, really, really hate that he's not getting, like, allowing himself to get the help that he needs. Yeah. He is not a willing participant. He's gone three different times, been admitted three different times. Yeah. He's not a willing participant. He doesn't want help. So his neighbors at this time said that he would chase cats down in the middle of... Fuck, Serena. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, chase cats down. He would chase cats down in the middle of the night. Um, They didn't say what he would do with those cats. We all know what he would do with those cats, Serena. God. (laughs) He would often be yelling or talking to himself. And would make also make faces at people when he thought they weren't looking, which is just really creepy <laughs> as fuck to me. <laughs> yeah, like, just, like, walking down the street, if he thought that they weren't looking, he would just make, like, weird faces at them. That's so strange. Yeah, which is, like, very, um, what's that guy, Charles Manson on yeah. the stand? Have you seen those videos? Yeah. That's what it, rem- like, that's what I picture him doing, like, just in the middle of the road. Or the sidewalk or whatever he's walking and it creeps me out. If you're looking at him even without knowing of the murders that he was committing, um, it's very obvious to tell that there's a lot more than just depression that's happening. Yeah. Which should have been diagnosed within one of the three times he was in the facility. Yeah. See, okay, so my notes, this is really funny to me. So my notes are like siding with you and are like (laughs) already saying what you're saying, but then like me now... In real time, I'm like, oh, no, someone help him. (laughs) It's because you saw that actor who played him and you were, like, hot. Actually, okay, so you know how I do that thing where I, like, write my notes first and then watch the movie and then go back and answer questions or whatever? That's what I'm saying. You watch the movie and you're, like, hot. And now you're seeing his face in your head. I was um, watching the movie and taking notes at the same time at this point. So I don't think that's the thing. Okay. Also, I don't really think he's hot. He's Whatever. Like weird. Don't me. be a liar. I don't think don't he's hot. Don't be a liar, liar, pants on fire. Okay, whatever, fine. But, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's nothing they can do. They can't diagnose him if he's not going to participate. Right. You can only well, do so much. I mean, like, speaking from personal experience, like, I'm not going to name names, but we do know someone who's been in and out of facilities, like, even this age, seven times. Yeah. And that person still, I mean, they've gotten a lot better yeah but i'm sure that person also is not a reliable participant yeah no definitely so but 
they do medicate themselves, so at least, yeah, that's what they got going for. I don't know. This is my empathy show in here again, even though. It's okay. Keep your, embrace your empathy, dude. We love it. (laughs) It's fine. I appreciate it so much. You give me, you're like a little, like, uh, thing that tells me I'm on the right track. Like, if I'm, like... Like a homing device or a homing device? Like, oh, man, I think I should feel bad in this situation. Does Sabrina feel... Yep. <laughs> okay, cool. We're doing the right thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm really not that mean. I'm not that bad. I, I, I'm, like... I just can be awkward and not know how to handle situations. I have gotten so much better. Uh, Sabrina can vouch for how horrible I was when we were kids. And I am, like, su- substantially better since then. No more, like, patting people on the back, like, it's okay that you're crying. (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) I don't know what to do here. My, uh, this is not relevant at all, but my favorite thing about, like, our little trio growing up was that, like, you would come up with all these evil plans. (laughs) And then our other person our other person would just be too... you know, brain um, dead to like, brain dead to like, <laughs> have an opinion. I would have to come in and be okay, like, guys. okay, we guys, can't, we can't, we can't, can't do okay, this. Let's do it. Let's do or this let's do it. Let's do this instead of this. They were always really good. So good. Oh, I, I'm going to tell you what, I'm not telling you an evil plan until I've really thought it through <laughs> and it's yeah. going to work. Well, there were some times where I had to just been like, okay, this is, this is way too well thought out to not do. Oh, yeah. Like, even if I just morally, wholeheartedly agree, <laughs> disagreed with it, I'd just be like, yeah, let's fuck shit up. <laughs> Good old child. <laughs> <laughs> not me, of course. Mom. Mom. Oh, I, I forgot so she listens. Well behaved as a child, and I never did anything either. Yeah, no. Every time she spent the night at my house, I'm just house, fucking joking. My we... mom knows. I like put crickets down one of my babysitter's shirts and tied another <laughs> one to a chair. Come on, dude. I have been evil since birth. Like, it's <laughs> fine. She she would be more disappointed in me trying to deny it. She's probably like, "How much trouble did Sabrina keep you out of?" <laughs> she already knows. It was too much. <laughs> Anyway, I never killed anyone, for no. the record, nor did I do anything bad to animals. No. We just we just pranked people. Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe it. Agreed. <laughs> Some really <laughs> great pranks. My favorite one. And I tell Alex about it all the time. And I know that we're on the same wavelength right now. Yeah. You know exactly which one I'm talking about. That's the one I was thinking of when I was like, yeah, let's fuck shit up. Yeah. All right, anyway, let's okay. bring our audience back to our conversation. My little brother is like, because he listens to it too, um, but he's not as nice as Ray, is probably like, yeah, I witnessed all of this bullshittery yeah. happening. They sucked. <laughs> anyway, yeah. move along. Moving on. It's like we spent our entire lives together or something. Weird. <laughs> so in February 1998. Yeah, who are you? Why are you in my house? What is this thing we're doing? What's a podcast? That's lovely. I know. In Allentown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so in February 1998, Charles got another job at Liberty Nursing and Rehab Center. So this is like little old people center. I know. In Allentown, Pennsylvania. And this is the first time he's worked at 
um, a location outside of New Jersey. So we're really branching out here. Well, he doesn't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> He's killed everybody. He's burned all those bridges. Hospital. Yeah. His position was an award for patients who needed ventilators. So these were like the really bad oh people. God, who I hate not. this man so much. Don't you dare say another nice thing about him. I, to be fair, I don't say nice things about him. I just want him help, like to get him help. Okay, well, whatever. He can get jo- help in jail. Continue. Oh, oh, that. Could you imagine how bad off he is now? Anyways, okay. Like, with... Because he has, like, no... I'm going to stop talking. Well... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that'll make an interesting podcast. (laughs) So, while at this position, Charles ended up filing for bankruptcy and claiming 67,000 in debts. Um, He was eventually fired in October of 1998 after he was spotted entering a patient's room with syringes. There were no injection marks found on the patient's arm, but the patient did have a broken arm. He was also accused of giving patient medications at unscheduled times. So I guess even though that they were on ventilators, they were coherent? They still have to get medicine. Well, I mean, like, to have a broken arm, so, like, I would assume he was fighting back, right? So he went into a patient's room with syringes, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, he broke the patient's arm to cover up the injection marks. Oh, I didn't even I think about that. I don't know. I don't know, um, but... Yeah, well, so I mean, in my, like, when I first read that, I was like, oh, the patient was fighting back, but then I remembered, like, when you're on a ventilator, you're under anesthetics because you can't, like, it's literally a tube down your throat. Yeah. So, my guess would be, when you break your arm, it's all bruised up, it would be harder to decipher injection marks. The pinpricks and stuff. I guess that does make sense. But, like, I feel like there's easier ways to cover that up, like, just prick him somewhere that's not visible. Okay. Like, between the toes, like, you know, drug addicts do and stuff. Jerry's back. <laughs> we still don't know. No, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, uh, whatever. I think this dude is stupid, and I think he's getting too much credit here. Of course he broke the fucking arm, or maybe he didn't. Maybe. Well, okay, so, like, he had to have been the one to break the arm. But, like, I also don't understand the necessity for breaking the arm, I guess is what I was trying to say, because, like. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't relate to a serial killer? <laughs> You don't understand why they broke the arm, too? Okay, that's fair. I think I'm just, like, so tired to the point that I'm, like, I just, my blanket thing is to just love people unconditionally. <laughs> that's, like, what I'm referring to. Come here, come here, come here. It's fine. I don't care what you, I don't care what you did. I love you. <laughs> From November 1998 to March of 1999, Charles worked at Elston Hospital in Elston, Pennsylvania, And on December 30th, 1998, he murdered another patient using digoxin. The same thing he's been using this entire podcast. It's only really hard to say now. Uh, um, The (laughs) coroner's blood test showed lethal amounts of digoxin. But... Remember when you thought you wanted to be a pharmacist? What? Remember when I almost convinced you to go to school to be a pharmacist? Yeah. And you would just be like, I got for you, Mr. Williams. Okay. Well, good thing we uh, didn't do that. Good thing we didn't. Man, it's getting really hot in here. It's getting so hot in here. I'm glad you're hot too, because I was like, is oh, my yeah, blood sugar like up. rising or I wanna turn the fan on, but I can't. 
Maybe that's what's wrong with me. I'm delirious from the heat. Whoa, I'm okay. so <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Okay, so I, we can leave this in because it's really funny and embarrassing. Um, I almost just hit myself in the face with the mic <laughs> right now, but that reminds me. I'm on Teddy's field trip today. I haven't told Matt this. So you probably, I'm, I'm not. So he'll hear it here. Okay, so Teddy asked me to push him on the swing. And, like, I was walking to the swing, and I was, like, talking to Teddy. I ran headfirst into this bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know how, like, the swing says how, like, the V? Yeah. And there's, like, a bar in the middle. Okay. <laughs> 90. Oh, that's a high percentage. About 50-50 chances are that I can fit under that bar without having to duck. <laughs> register with me like I'm not gonna clear that <laughs> I fully ran into it like smacked my forehead on it just like the very top so I was like barely shorter than it and I just kept going like it didn't even happen all the Harry Potter shirt moms are probably like what the fuck They're like, I'm sorry did she just anyway no one talked to me so maybe that's and I didn't die from blood pressure. We're back, everyone. Even though it will seem like a seamless <laughs> a seamless transition from us laughing to going back to being serious, Sabrina almost died. Just minor medical pause. <laughs> so now we're back. We would put an ad there normally. Yeah. That's the time away. Okay, so on December 30th, 1998, he murdered another patient using digoxin. The coroner's blood test showed lethal amounts of digoxin, but the investigation was deemed inconclusive. So Charles's next job was at Lehigh Valley <laughs> Hospital in Allenton, Pennsylvania, in March of 1999. Allentown. 
Pennsylvania in March of 1999, (laughs) where he murdered one patient and attempted to murder another. At this time, there was... uh, Okay, yeah. So at this time, there was a nationwide nursing shortage as well as no reporting mechanisms of or other systems for identifying nurses with mental health issues or employment problems, but a simple, you know, like I've said before, a reference call would have given you the information to stop him. But that did not exist. Also, on that point, now that I'm thinking about it, back to our original, like, little discussion about reference calls, I also wonder if it would even matter if they did. Because if they're just calling to confirm employment... Oh, and you Which were covering what, your ass not anyways. So much reference calling is just verifying employment. Is it really? In my experiences. Your workplace, your previous workplace has, like, no, like, legal, like, obligation to provide any details about you other than, like, what your previous work, like, if, to confirm your, like, uh, employee, a previous employee. Okay, so the reference calls that have been made on my behalf have been like what's her skill set what did she but I guess that's also the science field where like yeah I think it's I think it's just dependent right but like if they're in a shortage a hospital like I think it would make sense for them just to call and say can you confirm blah 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 that Charles Cohen worked from this state to this state or was employed here and I have to say that I would guess that hospitals are even more private about details regarding yeah. their staff. Well, you would, I guess you would have to be. Okay. That makes sense. But anyway, <clears throat> I'm just saying maybe they did reference call, but it was just to confirm employment. Well, okay, so that does... We'll talk about that again later. But in April of 1999, Charles took his next job... Um, so he was he was at um, Lehigh Valley for just a year. Was this dude putting all his jobs on the application? I don't know, actually. I wouldn't. I wouldn't if either. I were him. Yeah. Well, the rule is like if it hasn't been within like five years, or if you didn't work X amount of time there, you don't yeah. include it but on I'm your just resume. Saying, if I'm a little murderer, like he is, don't do it. I probably drop a bunch well, of them resumes. Off. Even a thing back then? Well, I'm assuming they were. Yeah. Um, so, in April of 1999, a year later, he took his next job at St. Luke's Hospital in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, in the cardiac care unit. He was not fired from his previous job, um, but he just chose to leave. For reasons I don't know. Um, not enough opportunities to murder, probably. Maybe. That's possible. Their, uh, need was What is that thing called again? P- What's it? <clears throat> Their drug dispenser? Prexis or something like that? Yeah. Maybe theirs didn't have a fault in it. Maybe. <laughs> While he was at St. Luke's Hospital in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, he was working in their cardiac unit. He was not fired from his last job. He chose to leave. I've already said that. While he was at St. Luke's, he murdered five more patients and attempted to kill an additional two. Um, he also attempted suicide again in January of 2000 by putting... This is really dark. By putting a charcoal grill in his bathtub... And he lit it and hoped that carbon carbon monoxide gas would kill him, which that is like you gotta get creative after a certain point, right? I know, but like tried so many other ways. Yeah, but you have to be like fully committed to that because that would take a long time. You think after all of his suicide attempts, he's not committed? But the neighbors ended up smelling the smoke and called the fire department and police. Charles was taken to the hospital and a psych facility. So this would be his fourth time in a psych facility. And he was released and back home the very next day. Which, 
I guess the 72-hour hold for um, suicide attempt wasn't a thing back then, but, like, now if you're committed for a suicide attempt, like, there's an involuntary hold of 72 hours. Yeah. Um, so Charles was never suspected of the patient's murders until a co-worker found vials of unused medication in the trash. And the drugs that were found had no street value, nor could they could be, like, they couldn't be used for recreational purposes or anything, so they didn't get you just, like, high. And then there was an investigation because of that. And the results of the investigation showed that Charles was one the one who had taken the medication. And he was then fired and escorted from the building in June of 2002. So he took a bunch of medication that could do nothing? It Did didn't he... say what medication it was. Maybe it had the capability of killing someone or something. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, so in total, Charles was at St. Luke's for three years. Um, and this is kind of where like the movie starts picking up. It doesn't, like, directly follow through, but, you know, at this point is when the movie starts. So Amy's character is real? Amy's character is real. There were seven nurses who ended up meeting with the Lehigh County District Attorney to let the authorities know their suspicions that that Charles was using drugs to kill patients. Um, They brought attention to the fact that between January and June of 2002, Charles was present for two-thirds of the deaths. And investigators never looked into Charles' past, so the case ended up just being dropped nine months later for lack of evidence. He briefly worked at Sacred Heart Hospital in Allentown. Um, he apparently didn't get along with his co-workers there, so he left. No reported murders of him have been reported. Yeah, he probably there. did some sketchy shit, and they were like, you're weird. Right. They were like, mm, you're not supposed to be killing people. And he's gone within like a week or something. I don't know. Um, and then in September of 2002, Charles started his next job at Somerset Medical Center in Somerset, New Jersey. So he's back in New Jersey now. New Jersey has Somersets too? Mm-hmm. Yes, this one is in New Jersey. Oh, that's cool. One of the planes in 9-11 crashed near Somerset. We're in oh. Somerset. Is that the one that landed in the field or something? Mm-hmm. My family had their family reunions there. <laughs> Unrelated to 9-11. Before or after 9-11? Just always. So yeah. <laughs> At Somerset, Somerset Medical Center, he worked at the critical care unit. Charles began dating someone, but despite that, despite that, his depression worsened again. So from September to June of 2003, so in nine months, uh, Charles murdered eight more patients and attempted to murder another using the digoxin and insulin combo that we see in the uh, movie. Unfortunately... Philip Greger, the one who survived Charles's attack, ended up dying six months later from natural causes. Um, shortly after this incident, the hospital's computer system system showed that Charles was accessing the records of other patients not assigned to him. Um, co-workers were also seeing him in other patients' rooms. It also showed that Charles was requesting medication for patients that were never prescribed, which I don't really know how that's possible because, like, you send in your request and then the doctor has to approve it and like the doctor has to like physically go under that patient maybe and, like, now approve it. but we don't know what was happening back then well this was the early 2000s right but i'm saying like our knowledge we were not anywhere near doctors when we were that age in 2009 no 2000 that wasn't 2009 yeah that's early 2000s yeah never mind that's fair Okay, so we don't know what technology And who knows? I mean, if it's still, like, a shortage, uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it's fucked up that he's getting away with it, though. Yeah. I just feel like there should have been a lot more catches in place. 
I I could not agree with you more. And I'm not trying to be a dick to you. I'm just saying like the, the times are different. like way that things are done. Like even when you started working in like volunteering in hospitals, like it's drastically different from yeah. then. So so I was volunteering until I think 2012. Yeah, something like that. 2013. Yeah. I'm also probably very skewed from the amount of time I've spent in hospitals recently yeah. and like physically seeing what's done now. But the executive di- director of the New Jersey Poison Information and Education System warned Somerset Medical Center officials in July of 2003 that at least four of these suspicious overdoses indicated the possibility that an employee was counting patients. But the hospital put off conducting contacting authorities until October. So this is the hospital in the movie? Yes. Okay. Actually, I think this is the name of the hospital at the end of the movie that where he says, I'm going to... The one he was going to work at was in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he was working at the one in New Jersey in the movie. Yeah, okay. But they also could just be doing it differently. So the hospitals put off contacting authorities until October, and by then Colin had killed another five patients and attempted to kill a sixth patient. Um, he then proceeded to... Which... I don't know if this is what was happening the entire time that he was committing murders or if it was just at um, this location. But at as far as my knowledge is, it was just at this location. Who knows? Um, he then proceeded to have sex with the victims. Okay. Okay. I didn't want to say this because <laughs> I didn't want to sound like a fucking weirdo. Yeah, okay. Ugh, I'm sorry, I just said okay 50 times and you have to cut all of them. <laughs> but I could have sworn I remembered hearing about him having sex with the victims. Yeah. And then it didn't... Okay, then when he was like cleaning the old lady, I was like, oh, this is when it's about to happen. He's right. about to do it. He's about to do it. And then he does it. And then I was like, wow, I'm disgusting. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong fucking person. Yeah. No, so he he does end up doing that. Yeah. I just I just don't know... If that has been a thing throughout the entire timeline or just now. Um, yeah, I mean, he could have escalated. Right. Uh, that is true. But I also don't understand how that happens because when, like, when you're... Okay, so this is another issue where, like, I know how things work now versus how they worked back then. But, like, you have, like, help, like, cleaning them up Okay, remember the story that he told in the... Um, movie i only like remember bits and pieces of it but it was like he was talking about how like the body got lost for a little while yeah his mom got lost for two hours yeah yeah okay i know that that's not the same as this but like what if there was like a way that he was like moving these bodies away or getting if he's working overnight or if other people are distracted or they're short-staffed he could be the only one in there because there's not enough people in there yeah so He'll fit. He, yeah, he, if I'm he wants sure to do he it, did he's going to figure like, it out. If he's saying he did it, he probably did it. Or yeah. if there's evidence that he did it, he definitely did it, you know? Right. There's ways to make stuff happen, unfortunately. That's just so disgusting. And so, like, dehumanizing, which is, like, kind of annoying because later on, um, we'll talk about how he, we'll talk about how, like, he doesn't want to dehumanize patients or whatever, but then he goes back behind them after their like unwarranted deaths and you know sexually assaults them which is just dehumanizing beyond belief um okay so state officials penalize the hospital for failing to report 
non-fatal insulin overdoses in August. Um, the overdose, the overdose had been administered by Charles. And when Charles's final victim died of low blood sugar in October, the medical center alerted the state authorities. And an investigation into Colin's or Charles's employment history revealed past suspicions about his involvement with the prior death. So, like, an investigation into, you know, any of the other murders didn't happen until the very end. And then on um, October 31st of 2003, Somerset fired him, like we see in the movie, for lying on his job applications. Mm-hmm. And then police kept him under surveillance for several weeks until they had finished their investigation. Um, Charles was then arrested on one count of murder and one count of attempted murder at a restaurant on December 14th, 2003. Uh, He admitted to... At a restaurant? He was arrested in a restaurant. And that same day, he admitted to murdering um, Reverend Florian Gal and the attempting to murder Tin Han. Okay, these were the murders from the hospital, right? Not separate? Um, these were all the ones from Somerset. Okay, no, I'm sorry. It was just, I, maybe just, I was zoning out. I, I apologize. <laughs> oh, so you said he was arrested at the restaurant. Like, he was just at the restaurant when he got arrested. Right. Okay, yeah. in my head, for whatever reason, it was like he was trying to murder people at this restaurant. and like. Oh, no, there okay. was like no holdup or anything like that happened <laughs> okay, at the cool. restaurant. He, was just, he just happened to be at the restaurant. When they came and got him for the murders. Right. Um, and that's when he admitted to those two murders, both of the patients that, are, that were at Somerset. Um, and then in April of 2004, he pleaded guilty in a New Jersey court to killing 13 patients and attempting to kill two others with bilethal injection while employed at Somerset as well. And that's just at Somerset. That's not at the, any of the previous hospitals. As part of his plea agreement, he promised to cooperate with authorities if they did not seek the death penalty for his crimes. A month later, he pleaded guilty to the murder of three more patients in New Jersey. In November of 2004, he then pleaded guilty in a Pennsylvania court to killing six patients and attempting to kill an additional three. And as of July 2005, um, Charles remained in the Somerset County Jail in New Jersey as authorities continued to investigate the possible involvement in other deaths as well. Jeez. Yeah. On March 2nd in 2006... He was sentenced to 11 consecutive year life sentences, 11 consecutive life sentences in New Jersey to be ineligible for parole for 397 years. And he is held at the New Jersey State Pension Prison. Wow, State Pension. (laughs) He's held at the New Jersey State Prison in Trenton, New Jersey. And on... Um, March 10th of 2006, he was brought into the courtroom of Lehigh County and the President Judge William Pratt for a sentencing hearing. Colin was so upset with the judge and he kept repeating, Your Honor, you need to step down for 30 minutes straight until the judge had um, Charles gagged with a cloth and duct tape. Oh my god. Yeah, which I don't think is legal. No way. That yeah. sounds way too intense for that. Right. Shouldn't they just remove him from the courtroom? Yeah, he should point? have just been removed. And But I don't know if you can sentence him without him being in the room. All right. So you would have had to do, like, a recess or something. Whatever. You come back another time. Yeah. In his hearing, Pratt gave him an additional six life sentences, in addition to the other sentences pronounced on the same day in the other county. 
So he currently faces 18 life sentences. Colin said that he administered overdoses to patients to spare them from being coded. Oh, whatever. Yeah, so he didn't want them to go into cardiac or respiratory arrest and being listed as cold blue emergency. He told detectives that he could not bear to witness or hear about attempts of saving a victim's life. He also claims that he gave patients overdoses so that he could end their suffering to prevent hospital personnel from dehumanizing them. Yeah, that's okay. Cool. That's a lie. <laughs> I just, I don't understand, like, his hang-up with them being coded because he causes them the code anyways. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They have to go in there and try and save their lives anyway. Right. So he's, like... And if he's there, like, and it's his patient, he's going to be required to go in and try to save them. I don't know. Yeah, no. Investigators say that he is and may have caused patients themselves to suffer, but he appears to not realize that this contradicts his claim of wanting to save patients from further pain and suffering. And, like, the, his patients weren't even in there for, like, life-threatening things. Oh, yeah. Plenty of them were... The, was his excuse for the people on the fucking def, uh, life support? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, they're not, like, doing great, but... They're not... They're not, they're not in pain. They're not... Yeah. And it's, ugh, Whatever. It doesn't matter. That's so annoying. Yeah. Charles has also said that, although he often thought about murdering his victims over several days... As he witnessed their suff- quote-unquote suffering, the decision to commit murder was performed on impulse. Okay, so, whatever. Yeah. And then in 2003, he told them that he lived most of, most of his life in a fog and that he blacked out the memory of murdering most of his victims. He then said he could not recall how many of them were, there were or why he had chosen them. In some cases, he admittedly denied committing murders in, at any given facility. And then after reviewing the medical records himself, he later has admitted that he was involved in patient deaths there. I believe that. That's the only thing he's saying that I kind of believe. Like the blacking out part? I think that you just let yourself forget things that you don't want to remember. Oh, like selective memory kind of thing? I believe that he doesn't know all the people he killed. And I believe that he, like, did just do it. And that he doesn't care enough about it to have committed... Like, the exact amount, where, who, whatever, to memory. Well, because if you, if you thought of it as a noble cause, like, you would remember their names. Like, oh, I didn't murder this person. Yeah. I saved so-and-so. Right. No, I fully believe he just doesn't value them. And, yeah, I, I totally believe it's a fog. I totally believe he doesn't remember everybody he killed. Yeah. He didn't give a shit. So, you know, like... Whatever, fuck that dude. Um, okay, so coming from this case, there has been, because of the Colin case, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and 35 other states adopted new laws which encouraged employers to give honest appraisals of workers' job performances mm-hmm. and give employers immunity when they provided truthful employee appraisals. Many of the laws passed in 2004 and 2005 strengthen disclosure requirements for healthcare facilities, bolster legal protections for healthcare facilities, that report improper patient care and require licensed healthcare profici- professionals to undergo criminal background checks and to be fingerprinted at their own cost. So positives coming from there, but unfortunately, it took way too long and way too many deaths for yeah. that to become a thing. Because there's no telling how many other people have died because of the same thing. No, for sure. I mean, he can't be the only person who ever thought of that. Right. Well, there was that lady. That lives in California, who had her like little house that she would have people come yes. and live in, but the, she for would, the like, social security checks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know that Roku had like a murder home, like make remodel show for a little while? 
No, but now I want to watch it. Yeah, it's like, if you have, well, you do have Roku. Uh, yeah, on the Roku channel or something like that. I don't know. I watched, like, the first episode and it was about her. Like, some people bought her house and then they, like, do, like, renovations or something. Yeah, which I, I would never, I, that would terrify me. I don't know what they did. Or if they did anything at all. It's like, yeah, it's like a home improvement or home renovation show, but, like, for murder houses. I wonder if they got that idea from American Horror Story. I don't know. Like I've that. never watched American Horror Story. Oh, so the first season, they move into a house to remodel it. No. Oh. No, I'm combining shows. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. So I've only seen some of the first season of American Horror Story, but, yeah, as you can imagine, that is not my jam. <laughs> We're um, catching up right now. I love American Horror Story. Kim Kardashian's going to be on the next season. Oh, more reason to love it. Yeah. Freaking love the Kardashians. Yeah. I, I, oh, I don't know. For entertainment purposes. No, me too, me too, me too. Uh, what I was saying was, like, I also like to keep up with the Kardashians, if you will. <laughs> Except for recently, since they switched to Hulu. I'm, like, not feeling it, like, these last couple, se- like, seasons. I've, like, barely watched it. Oh, I really like it on Hulu because, like, they do a lot of, like, direct camera talking. Yeah. And you get, like, bitchy Kim protecting her family a lot. And I yeah. love when she looks in the camera and she's like, I'll cut a dick off. Well, yeah. I don't know that she actually says that, but, you know. No, for sure. I don't know. Maybe it's... I haven't been in the mood for, like, a lot of reality TV lately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watch, like, Love is Blind is probably, like, the only reality TV. And cooking shows. Oh, I love that's a cooking my jam. Show. Uh, specifically, like, anything Gordon Ramsay. Yes. Okay, and uh, for the record, I cannot cook for shit. But I think that's why I like cooking shows so much is because it... Uh, no, I know that's why I like it. <laughs> because when I watch these shows, it just blows my fucking mind. Right? That they're like, here is corn and avocado. And now you have to come up with, like, some five-star restaurant-level authentic Mexican cuisine featuring these things. And these people, like, don't even blink. And they just jump. They just do it. Yeah, and they just do it. And I mean, like, who knows how they're prepared or whatever. But whatever. My brain could never. Like, and I think that's just why I like it so much. I could just (laughs) never be in a position where someone was like, okay, here's some ingredients, make up this thing. Yeah. Fuck no. I don't even know what goes on food. So my, like, my Rupert will always say that my best recipes are my best meals or my dump meals where I just take stuff from the refrigerator and just make a meal. But yesterday I did actually use um, the scallop recipe from Hell's Kitchen to make lunch yesterday. Oh, fun. It turned out delicious. Yeah, I can't cook to save my life. No. I can't follow a recipe to save my life, which is contradictory to my entire employment history. Yeah, I can follow a recipe very well. But guess what? If the recipe's food isn't going to taste good, or it doesn't taste good, if that recipe doesn't taste good, my food's not going to taste good. Because <laughs> I'm doing exactly what it tells me to the best of my abilities. Um, yeah. No, I read some a recipe, and I'm like, mm, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this instead. Yeah, no way. I could never. But fuck that dude, though. Colin, Charles, Colin. Charles, Colin, yeah. I don't understand. I just... Hopefully he gets the help he needs in prison. Yeah, I doubt that. Or whatever. Lily, he's locked up and can't hurt other people. I don't know, the fact that it went on for so long and so many people had to die. (laughs) It was a good movie, though. I I really did not like it. I'm sure that if I was just sitting watching it without doing anything, like, at the same time, maybe... 
I could see it being, like, too slow. Uh, in the beginning, I guess I kind of was like, all right, any minute now. Yeah. Like, let's do the thing. Well, it was like, I checked the time. It was, like, 40 minutes in before anything, like, actually happened. And it's, like, a two-hour or something movie. It was a long movie. Because I started watching it at, like, 8.30. And I was like, damn, this is going to have me up a little bit later than I want to be. Yeah. But, yeah, that was my own responsibility for starting it so late. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, I, I can see what you're saying. It was a little slow, but I get through slow movies pretty well. Yeah, I there, I just can't even imagine sitting there watching a movie without doing something with my hands. If it's a good movie, I can do it. Like, I think this was the first movie that I took notes during. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. This is not enough for me. <laughs> I'm a fidgeter, so I can't help it. Uh, but, like, like, crocheting is, like, the easiest thing to do while I watch a movie. Because yeah. I can, like, I'm, I'm especially, like, almost always doing patterns that I've done before. So oh, I so can you don't just, even like, have to look at yeah. it for the most part. That's fair. Anyway. Cool. Well. Well, I have to pee really bad. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks for saving it to the end. You're welcome. I um, am going to go to sleep and hope I didn't have a concussion from earlier. Yeah, that would be great. No, I'm sure I did. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just tired, so... Okay, both of us can't go to the hospital. No, 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 no. I was just joking. I, like, obviously, I full force walked into that (laughs) bar, but, like, I'm good. It wasn't a fast walk. I was moseying. So, anyway, thanks for listening, all Um, of you listeners. Oh, you know what I've been meaning to say is that we would really appreciate it if you shared our podcast with your friends. And I know a lot of you oh, are yeah. our friends and our family, but if you know anybody that we don't already blow up about listening to our podcast, could you please do us a favor, share, and let's get some more listeners. Oh, That'd be great. Share, subscribe, like. Yeah, follow us. Follow us. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. Twitter and Facebook at the Based on Podcast. That's our social. Yep. And did it. You did great. Join us <laughs> next week when we talk about another movie. Um, and it'll be my turn. Way less sympathetic. <laughs> Bye.